Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Real people. Real crimes. Real life drama. Watch out. Watch out. A woman found chained in a storage container. Her captor, a successful realtor who confessed to seven murders. A double life beyond belief. Those were the headlines. Now we've got the story behind the story. The court has just released hundreds of documents, photographs, and even hours of videotape that reveal in stunning detail a serial killer's journey into darkness. Kayla Brown is a very good friend of mine. She's really a wonderful person. She always wants to please people. One day, Kayla met Charlie. She said that this was different, that they had a love that went beyond anything superficial. I found out they were missing on Labor Day weekend. After searching for her for two months, I then got a text message from another good friend of mine and they said they found Kayla, she's alive. Investigators discovered Brown chained up like a dog inside of a metal storage container on Colop's rural South Carolina property. Let's talk about the day you're rescued. What happened? I think it was nine o'clock, I started hearing noises. And then I heard somebody's voice and I couldn't say anything, I couldn't breathe, like I panicked. Somebody came up and like asked if I was in there and I said, yeah, and they're like, well, we're going to get you out. Are you okay? Just a girl. Just a girl, just a girl. I remember asking her, I'm like, who are you? What's your name? Here's this girl chained up like a dog. My neck's attached to the wall up here. In the back of a container. Did I just step into Hollywood on a movie set? She told the police 
that she saw Todd Colop shoot her boyfriend, Charlie Carver. Do you know where your buddy is? Charlie? Yes. He shot him. Where did he shoot him? In the chest. And did he say anything? Not at first. Not until he grabbed me and told me to come inside or I'd join Charlie. Colehep was arrested Thursday after 30-year-old Caleb Brown was rescued. And he said, can I talk to my mom before anything starts being said? I'm sorry, Mom. Did he cry? Mm-hmm. His eyes looked horrible. They were bulging out of his face. And they were red. Todd is not a monster. He's never been a monster. He's not even close to it. Shot him twice, a guy in the chest. He dropped forward. I went around him and put another one through a spinal column. He did some bad things, but a monster? No. Ted Mundy, I'd call a monster. But Todd, he wasn't doing it for enjoyment. He was doing it because he was mad and he was hurt. I wonder what a mother says to a son after he tells her, I killed seven people. Oh, my God. That's what she said. And she experiences hurt that she's never experienced in her life. Tonight on 48 Hours, Serial Confessions. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. If you're a fan of 48 Hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s, you play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
This bizarre and frightening story began Labor Day weekend 2016 when 30-year-old Kayla Brown and her 32-year-old boyfriend Charles David Carver went missing near Spartanburg. Charles David Carver is my son. He is my firstborn. Joanne Shiflett. He could bring a smile to the saddest person. He loved to laugh. Charlie Carver operated a printer at a local business. His father, Chuck, says he was a gentle soul. He never hurt anybody. He would give you the shirt off his back or the last $2 in his pocket. That was just the guy. He was. The effort to find Charlie and Kayla started as soon as they went missing, but it would take a couple of months to put that puzzle together. Investigators got a hold of a search warrant that allowed them to access Kayla's Facebook page. And that's where they found a message that Kayla sent to Charlie where she referenced Todd Kolop. And then there were the cell phone records. Apparently one of the couple's last pings from their cell phones was near a property that Kolop owned. All signs pointed to a 99-acre piece of land owned by Kolop. He kept it fenced off, but sheriff's deputies obtained a warrant and they began searching there on November 3rd, 2016. That's when they heard the female voice yelling for help inside that storage container. I got there in six minutes. I was 25 minutes away and I made it in six. Spartanburg County Sheriff Chuck Wright and his deputies rushed to cut the five locks off the storage container door. Those dramatic moments were captured by police. Just a girl. Just a girl. Just a girl. Just How are you, honey? This we're is bolt cutters. This is our best. He's a paramedic. Oh yeah. Okay. We're gonna get you out of there. Okay. Just hang loose for me. Anybody got? A, I need a handcuff key. Can you can put your hand down, sweetheart. You're okay. We're here. Okay. Yes, sir. Both feet. Just one. Let me it's see. Okay. To a chain from okay. the wall, okay. and okay. my neck's attached to the wall up here. Okay. All right. All right. We're gonna get you out, sweetheart. Okay. We'll get it off here. Okay. Cut it right here. Kayla was rushed from the scene into an ambulance where she began talking about her two-month imprisonment at the hands of Todd Kolop. What did Todd do while you were there? We would get there between 1 and 3 o'clock every day, take me up to the main building, beat me, make me do whatever he wanted sexually, and then he'd put me back in the building. It's okay to cry. You've been through hell. He said he was breaking all his rules with me. He didn't know if he was going to kill me or sell me or what yet. Kayla told investigators she had gone to Kolob's isolated property to do some cleaning as she had before. Her boyfriend, Charlie, accompanied her and without warning or provocation, Kayla said Todd Kolob shot Charlie as he stood next to her. Kayla said it was so sudden and unexpected, 
she could hardly believe it. I was in shock. I just went. He told me to go and told me to go or he or I could join Charlie and I just went. I was numb. I, I couldn't think. I, I still hadn't comprehended what had happened. Earlier this year, Kayla Brown gave her first and only television interview to Dr. Phil. He's watching. And she described how her two-month ordeal inside that storage container began. It was pitch black, but he had a flashlight and he had a lot of shelving with, um, like, dried food and rations and stuff and, like, lots of bottles of water. Did he come in there with you? Yeah, he, he took me all the way in the back. And did he leave you bound or did he unbind you? He left me bound and he also put a chain around my neck. How long was the chain? Uh, two and a half, three feet. My neck was in one corner and my ankle was in the other corner. At the same time deputies were searching for Kayla, other detectives were dispatched to Kolop's home. At that point, the deputies do not know Kayla has been found. They were there for Kolob's cell phone, and the visit begins with a cordial tone. Hello. How you doing? Doing well. But things start to get serious. Rich, stay right here. As deputies yeah. begin getting phone calls on their cell phones from their colleagues who were at Kolob's property, Kolob is handcuffed, and then he's told the news. Kayla's been rescued. All right, this is where we're at, Mr. Kolob. While we were here, all right, my sergeant served a search warrant on your property. Okay. okay? We have Kayla. Excuse me? We have Kayla in your property. She was locked in a container, okay? She has told us that you shot and killed Charlie. You're under arrest right now for kidnapping. All right, they're continuing to search your property. They're going to continue. They got cadaver dogs down there. Okay, if you want to help yourself, tell me where Charlie's at so we can go find his body. Okay. That's that's pretty much where we're at right now. Okay, do you want to help yourself and tell me where the body's at so we can go recover Charlie's body? No, sir. You don't want to? No, sir. Okay, why'd you shoot him? I didn't shoot anybody, sir. Okay, why'd you lock her in a container in your property? I was talking about I'm going to need an Probably a good thing. Go ahead and put him in the back of your car. Wanting to drive away right here. But... Okay. <clears throat> Going on passenger side. All right? Yes, sir. Okay. Kayla told Dr. Phil that Colop raped her repeatedly. When he raped you, did his demeanor change afterwards? No. Same before and same after. Did he leave you bound during this time? Yes, sir. Hands behind your back? Yes, sir. After his arrest, Colop begged the sheriff to allow him to tell his mother, Regina Taig, what he had done before she heard it from someone else. She, in turn, tried to tell her son's story to us. I want to say something to the people that have been hurt. I want the world to know that he's, he's not a bad person. He's a good person. Why did he chain that girl up? 
because he didn't know what to do at that point. She saw, evidently saw him kill the other, the, the, her boyfriend. And he didn't know what to do with her. He couldn't turn her loose. She'd go get the police. So he chained her up. Mm -hmm. And tried to make her as comfortable as possible. And it, he, he had a dilemma. Regina says Cola promised her that he did not abuse Kayla and, in fact, treated her well. I wanted to know how sorry I am. And I think Todd is, too, because he didn't want to hurt her. He just didn't know what to do. Why did he kill her boyfriend? Because he got nasty and got smart mouth and... Todd had hired him to, to do some stuff, and Todd pays well. And the guy got mouthy about it, and from what I gathered, said some smart things to Todd, and I guess Todd shot him. Is that how your son handled his anger? He just killed people when they mistreated him? Never before. That may be what Kolop told his mama, but it was far from the truth, as he himself told police. In a series of candid confessions, Kolop stunned investigators by admitting to seven different murders. And I shot her two to three times in the chest. Uh, not my best work. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. It seems almost surreal now, but if you had asked people in town about Todd Kola before his arrest, they would have talked about him in glowing terms. Just listen to the local sheriff. He did his job super good. You know, I just made him around town. I mean, he, he did his job very well. I mean, he was a good realtor. If you wanted to buy a house to see someone you'd have called? Well, heck yeah, I would have. <laughs> this guy you know, knew exactly what he was doing. He's very smart. Kolop was single, lived in an upscale home, drove a BMW, and had a pilot's license. But there was no doubt he had a dark side. After investigators located the body of Charlie Carver, Kolop led detectives to two other bodies that he'd buried on his land, a young married couple, Megan and Johnny Joe Coxey. Got her number. We talked on the phone for a brief moment. Okay. 
basically offered her the job, offered to let him go in and do come work as well. And then, in an otherwise ordinary interrogation room at the Spartanburg County Sheriff's Department, Kolop began his extraordinary confessions, talking for hours with investigators. There was almost no emotion, except for laughter. He joked that his new notoriety might give a boost to his real estate business. I mean, I think some people put my face on some billboards were like, hey, no mistakes, hire them. <laughs> Kolop revealed that he crossed paths with Megan and Johnny Joe when they were down on their luck. He offered to pay them to do some cleanup work at his property. And I picked them up and I drove them to my land of it kids supplies mm -hmm. and got them out of my building. And that's when Johnny pulled a knife out mm -hmm. and you shot. I shot. Okay, and you shot her? Not exactly. It was December 2015, about a year before Kayla was rescued. Kolop says he held Megan in the same container where he later chained Kayla. I didn't know what to do with it, man. Um, one side, I really want to drop her. The next side, I really... It's not... <laughs> I kind of want to save her. He says he bought Megan cigarettes, pizza, even her favorite soda pop. But after about a week, Kolop says she became too hard to control, and he felt the easiest way out for him was to kill her. Outside, I put a in the back of her head. What gun did you shoot her with? Same one. Did you shot mm -hmm. Johnny, Johnny with? Mm -hmm. And that's a Glock. And that's the same one you shot Charlie. Charlie. It's not my favorite gun. It's just, it's just. It's a, it's a handy gun. A handy one. It's very effective. Less than a year later, on August 30th, 2016, Kolob says he invited Kayla Brown to his quote sanctuary. She asked if her boyfriend, Charlie, could come along, and Kolop agreed, but says he got a little testy when the two began bickering in front of him. What made you shoot Charlie? I don't know how to answer that. I don't know how to answer that, honestly. I was angry at her. I was angry at him. It just went really quickly. After he killed Charlie, Kolop kept Kayla alive as a sex slave for two months before she was rescued. She believes Kolob did not kill her because it seemed, as she told Dr. Phil, that he was infatuated with her. How did he seem infatuated? I mean, he let me know that I was his property and that he chose me and told me how beautiful and smart I was and stuff like that. Did you respond when he said these things to you? Not at first. Later on, I realized that I had to stay alive in order to be found. So I made him think whatever I had to, to stay alive and to keep him from abusing me. But if you ask Todd Kolop, he'll tell you all the sex was consensual. The only problem I have with any of this mm -hmm. is I'm not gonna set Kayla's <clears throat> right, that's not gonna, that's, I'll fight all the way. We'll go jury. I won't win, but I'm going to make it extremely, extremely costly. The idea that he claims all these rapes were actually consensual sex is outrageous. Dr. Chris Mohandi is a forensic psychologist and CBS News consultant. 
it's failing to take into account the scenario that he created. He's put her into bondage after seeing her boyfriend executed. The fact that he's outraged, you know, that he might be charged with rape, ridiculous. Kolop said he allowed Kayla to shower at an apartment he kept next to the storage container. And he claims he pretty much gave her what she asked for. She had me get her the DVD player, the MP3 player, the coloring books. I said, coloring books? Adult coloring books. Okay. Dude, I didn't question. I just... It got her to shut up. Indulging her requests for creature comforts like coloring books is his way of playing God with her. It's almost like granting her prayers. It is not actions of goodness. Mohandi says whether she realizes it or not, Kayla was manipulating Kolop. While it seemed to him that he was granting her favors, Kayla was actually ingratiating herself to him. Submissiveness as a behavioral tactic, very effective with Todd Kolhep. So these kinds of behaviors that she was asking for and that he was granting were a brilliant and resourceful way of her surviving. To the extent that you can get the offender to do things for your well-being, it's going to make it that much more difficult for them to harm you. Did he have a fantasy that at some point the two of you would become a couple? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And live together? And did he talk about the fantasy? Yeah, I mean, he was going to build a house on the property and I was going to have a, you know, a soundproof room. And, you know, he'd let me have the run of the property eventually when he trusted me. And, yeah, he even said that he would let me go and give me some money if he ever got old and sick. So he was thinking very long term. Mm -hmm. Mohandi says there's really only one way to describe the type of man Todd Kolop is. He is a reptile in the truest, in, in the truest sense of the word. In fact, long before he took Kayla captive, Todd Kolop was a sexual predator. When he was only 15 years old, he kidnapped and raped a 14-year-old girl in Tempe, Arizona. Todd Kolhep, charged as an adult, pleaded guilty to kidnapping. In exchange, that sexual assault charge was dropped. The troubled teen spent the next 14 years in the Arizona prison system. And when he got out, he moved right back here to South Carolina started a new life and eventually bought this home here. I set everything up so that he could be a productive part of our city and that he could enjoy the rest of his life and do what he loved doing. You never gave up on him? No, you don't give up on him. You don't do that. You can't. Kolop was not done confessing. Far from it. The next story he told shocked the sheriff to his core. He admitted to mass murder, and the sheriff knew exactly what he was talking about. A cold case that had been unsolved for nearly 13 years. Peter Van Sant has that story next. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? 
Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. It is one of the most notorious unsolved murder mysteries in South Carolina's history. Four people shot execution style at Superbike Motorsports in Chesney. A brutal crime that baffled police for over a decade was now being claimed by Todd Kolhep, who says he opened fire that day after what he perceived was rude treatment by the owner and his staff. Did they say anything to you? Was there any conversation, don't, please, whatever? No, sir. With any of this? I don't remember hearing any of that. I, I will tell you that once I engaged, I was engaged. Okay. Um, so it's like that point. It's almost like a video game. It's not a game, but it's almost like you, you. You're focused on. You've been there, sir. You know what I'm talking about. Before Cole Hep's confession, back when the murders happened, investigators had a very different suspect in mind. This woman. It's still sometimes hard for me to believe that this is my story, this is my late husband's story, that this is us sitting here talking about it. It all began one cold November morning in 2003. Melissa Ponder was seven weeks pregnant and still asleep when her husband Scott left for work at the motorsports dealership, their family business. Hours later, he would call to check in. What were the last words he said to you? He said, okay, I will see you later. I love you, bye. Sometime after 2 p.m., Scott Ponder, his mother Beverly, his service manager and close friend Brian Lucas, and his mechanic Chris Sherbert were all hard at work at the bike shop when someone gunned them down. Where's your emergency? It's at a Superbike Motorsports. Okay, what's the problem? Apparently everybody's been shot up here. Four murders committed in a matter of seconds, ending for Melissa a picture-perfect marriage. I was happy. I was pregnant, sicker than a dog, but I was so excited about it. Terry Guy was Scott's stepfather. He lost Scott and his wife. Just a split second, your whole world's just turned completely upside down. Lorraine and Tom Lucas lost their son, Brian. I was real proud of him. He's just a good person. Uh, anybody that needed help and they asked him, he would do it. He got married. He had two children, two sons. He was a wonderful father. And I have heard from people that they say he was the best mechanic around. Early on in the investigation, a witness reported seeing a man in the bike shop not long before the murders. 
In his confession, Todd corroborated that part of the story, saying he spared that witness because he was with his young son. I knew a guy came in with a kid looking for a go-kart and left. Okay. Because I intentionally waited till they were gone. At the time, police thought it was strange that nothing had been taken from the bike shop. This was not a robbery gone bad, so police did what they always do. They focused on those closest to the victims. I was polygraphed, and I was asked the very serious questions of, did you kill your husband, Scott Ponder? Did you plan the murder of your husband, Scott Ponder? And your answers were always? Oh, absolutely not, no. Seven months later, Melissa gave birth to a son. That birth overshadowed any type of, of sadness that I had felt through this. I got to hold a piece of him again. I had his flesh and blood with me. She named him Scotty after his father. How long after the birth did, did the police come back? My son was six months old. I get a phone call one day. We need you to come down to the dealership. Don't bring the baby with you. We need to talk to you. What Melissa didn't know is that police had gotten an anonymous tip that Scott was sterile. Police suspected Melissa was having an affair and wanted Scott out of the picture. They, they proceeded to tell me that we took a diaper that you threw away here a couple weeks ago and sent it off to have a DNA test done. The problem is it doesn't match up with your husband's DNA. And I immediately said, no way. There's no way what? There's, there's no way that this is not my husband's baby. There's no way. And so I said, I'm going to get my baby. You will swab his mouth in front of me. I will watch you put it in that envelope. You know, I was just, no, no. The notion is a, a potential love triangle. For sure. And a love triangle can create a motive for murder. Correct. And they're wondering if you did the killing or if someone you know. Right. Melissa was sure the second DNA test would prove Scott was the father. But incredibly, it did not. He said, Melissa, we now have two DNA tests that show Scott Ponder is not the father of your baby. We need you to come clean, and we need you to tell us who the father is. And I said, you're trying to pin something on me that has nothing to do with me. This is his baby, and I will have his body exhumed right now. That never happened. Police soon admitted that they got it wrong. The vial of blood they were testing against the baby's DNA was mislabeled by another agency. Melissa was cleared, but it was too late. The damage was done. The rumors ran rampant. I cannot tell you the things that have been said about me. I know that Scott's grandmother, who I thought I was close to, died believing that that was not her own grandson. The truth of what happened that day would not be revealed for 13 years, not until Todd Kohlhepp, in an even and unemotional tone, calmly laid out the horrifying details of how he slaughtered four people. Proceeded to walk back in the building again to clear, and as I went, I put one around each person's forehead. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The fast and furious world of superbike motorsports was once the premier pit stop for high-octane thrill-seekers. Anytime I was off work, I would go up there. A lot of us went up there to hang out. It was, uh, it was a good time, a really good time. Noel Lee was a regular at the shop and became friends with Scott Ponder and Brian Lucas. Definitely my closest friends. I would leave there some, on some days. I would say, all right, guys, love you guys. But on the afternoon of November 6, 2003, when Noel went to see his friends, he stumbled onto a horrifying, blood-soaked crime scene. It's in a Superbike Motorsports. Apparently, everybody's been shot up here. Everybody's laying down in a pool of blood. Noel is still haunted by the memories of what happened. I know it doesn't look like much now, but uh, back in 2003, this was the place you wanted to be. This is supposed to be a safe place. Everything changed when Kayla Brown was found chained inside that container. After her capture and Todd Kolhip's arrest, he unraveled for police his murderous career, taking full credit for the superbike killings. Showing no emotion, he told detectives the story of what happened that day. I bought a motorcycle from them. It all began, Kolhip says, after he bought a motorcycle, he admits he could not ride. He says he went back and asked the store's employees for help. And told them that I was having a hard time riding it. And I was trying to see if I could possibly trade it in for a smaller bike. They proceeded to give me more on the rude side about uh, my inability to, to, to ride that kind of bike. <clears throat> no one ever taught me. Days later, the motorcycle was stolen and Cole Help felt someone at the Superbike shop was involved. It was implied that <clears throat> we took your After his arrest, Cole Hip told his mother the experience left him feeling humiliated. They made fun of him. And they laughed at him, made jokes at him. He was hurt. On a quiet afternoon in 2003, Cole Hepp sought revenge. Cole Hepp picked out a bike to buy, and when the mechanic went into a back room to prepare it, Cole Hepp followed him and pulled a Beretta from his shoulder holster. So you pulled out the Beretta, and what happened? Um, shot the mechanic twice. Downward angle. I got him two long, two long shots. 
I got each one. They had heard the gunshots in the back and were coming this way to figure out what had happened. All of a sudden, I had three people in front of me. Mom was the closest, and I shot her two to three times in the chest. Not my best work. She fell. The, the owner and the manager ran for the door. Took off. In the process of that, I emptied, popped a few rounds, and got one of them in the back. And he crumpled in the door. Did a tactical reload and dropped the other one before he got out the door. I put, I believe, two, maybe three rounds in him. I'm not sure the count. That was a very fast reload. After Cole Hep's confession, Melissa got a phone call at her Arizona home from one of the detectives involved in the original case. He told Melissa about the arrest and said Colehep had revealed a key detail only the killer would know. Colehep admitted firing a single bullet into the forehead of each of his victims. After all those years, you were finally told who murdered your husband. Right. And it's somebody that didn't even ring a bell with me. Never even heard of the guy. In fact, police knew the name Todd Colehep for years. Because he'd been a customer, investigators had sent Colehep a form letter in 2013 asking him to come forward if he had any information about the murders. That letter was one of hundreds of pages of documents in the case file released this month. There was no reason to interview everybody. There was nothing in this gentleman's background that screamed, you know, I did this. But that infuriates Scott's stepfather, Terry Guy. The sad part about it is, you know, had they thoroughly checked every person on it, they might have helped ever how many people this gentleman's killed in the last 13 years. Days after his arrest, Todd Kolhep was formally charged with the superbike homicides. And for the first time, Tom and Lorraine Lucas came face to face with their son's killer. I was expecting probably to see somebody that had tattoos and earrings and, you know, just mean looking and so forth. And I was just just staring at him thinking, I, I'm not, I, I just don't get it. There's a lot about Todd Kolhep people just don't get. He seems different somehow. After all, most murderers don't make casual jokes about killing their victims. My golf game is weak, my kill game is strong. Despite all the confessions, Cole Hepp's case still needed to be heard in a court of law. And he was up front when asked what a fitting end to his story might be. I mean, all joking aside, I'll tell him, what do you want? Take me out back, shoot me back in the head. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. I shot her two, three times in the chest. Not my best work. Shot the mechanic twice. In the hours he spent confessing to detectives, did a tactical reload and dropped the other one. Todd Kolop remained remarkably candid, even when he showed police where he buried his victims. Up there at the spot where you took Charlie, mm-hmm. there were two holes dug. Mm-hmm. What was your intent with the second hole? Hadn't decided yet. Was that possibly for Kayla? Yes, sir. Kolop even told Kayla he had already picked out his next victim. Some girl named Polly is supposedly planning to kill if he can ever get her and her boyfriend out. I don't know why. There was really only one way to describe Todd Kolop. Your son is the definition of what's known as a serial killer. I hate that. You think he'll plead guilty or not guilty? He'll plead guilty. Because he knows he did it. And so seven months after his arrest on May 29, 2017, Todd Kolop stood before Judge J. Durham Cole. Do you wish to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty to each of the charges contained in each of these separate indictments? In the quiet South Carolina courtroom, the moment felt like a dry legal matter. But in truth, the soft-spoken Todd Kolop had just admitted killing Charlie Carver, Kayla's boyfriend, Johnny Joe Coxie and his wife, Megan Lee McGraw-Coxie, and the four people at the Superbike Motorsports store, owner Scott Ponder, his mother Beverly, service manager Brian Lucas, and mechanic Chris Sherbert. As to each of the seven counts of murder... In the end, Todd Kolop bargained for his own life. Is that true? He would escape the death penalty in exchange for pleading guilty to seven murders as well as the kidnapping and rape charges related to Kayla Brown. He was given seven consecutive life sentences, plus 60 years. My kill game is good. <laughs> the man who laughed during his confession showed no remorse, even when the families of his victims poured into the courtroom to make their victim impact statements. I hope Mr. Colbert will spend every day for the rest of his life thinking about pain and suffering he has caused so many people. Kayla Brown was not in the courtroom, but Melissa Ponder was. I don't have a hatred towards him. The only thing that comes to mind for me is I'm sad that his life has been something that has led to these different events that has caused so much trauma to other people. Her greatest love (laughs) is for Scotty, the young boy that was born after his father was murdered. Scotty watched as Kolob got the sentence that even he had wished for. 
I just really hope he'd be in jail for the rest of his life and die. Like, I just don't want any more people to die. The question of whether Kolob killed others is an open one. There is nothing to indicate there are more victims. But Sheriff Chuck Wright said in court he has not closed that door. And I vow to you that we will continue to search for other people who need and deserve closure. As for Kayla Brown, she is recovering. And she told Dr. Phil she is a survivor. If he's watching this right now, what do you have to say to him? I would just tell him that no matter what he did to me, he did not break me. He cannot destroy who I am. And I won. There was no relief for Todd Kolob's 70-year-old mother. She had told us that his killing spree made her heart sick. What do you want to say to the families? That I know how bad they've hurt all this time. And they've all lost someone they love so dearly. And I am so sorry that it was my son that hurt them. In April of this year, Regina Tague died without ever having to watch her son stand before the families of his victims and admit the unthinkable. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't change it. I wish to God I could for them as much as me and Todd. Everybody's hurt. He hurt everybody. Todd Kolhep was not allowed to attend his mother's funeral. Kayla will receive a $25,000 reward for helping investigators solve the four superbike murders. To hear more of Todd Kolhep's confessions about the murders he committed, join us online at 48hours.com. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Take true crime with you on your shirt, mug, or hat with official 48 Hours merchandise at ParamountShop.com. You can take 20% off with code HOURS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all 48 Hours products with code HOURS20 at ParamountShop.com. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.